5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1. It's college football time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. On our regularly scheduled Wednesday night, we love Wednesday nights here. We don't like to do Thursdays as much. It's just not as exciting. Wednesday, hump day, we're here live going to cover the World Series Game 1 and preview Game 2, talk about a couple of those NBA games last night. We will touch on those. Welcome Kevin Durant to Golden State. You lose by 30 your first game. So for all the suckers that, that took that crazy over the win toll for Golden State, <laughs> you're stupid, that's all. Jonathan, welcome to the show, man. It's, it's been a, It seems like it's been a long time since I've spoken with you. Yeah, it has. Um, I think it's since then I've uh, traversed a couple counties, had uh, had a lot of time in the car, but it's uh, it's always good to be back home. How you doing? Doing well. Just turned forty years old yesterday, so I'm officially an old man and wise. You're, you're, you're not wise until you're forty, so I'm officially a wise man now. So, uh, I, I thought the wise, I thought the wise uh, designation wasn't until you were like 65. Uh, did did they go ahead and jump that up about 25 years now? Well, I made that rule. I made that rule. So <laughs> something positive came out of that day. You know, that means I'm gonna I'm gonna pick more college games correctly, more NFL games. I'm gonna be on top of it now that I've I've lived to see 40. Um, so 40, I can't believe it, man. My wife's like. Why don't you want to celebrate? I'm like, God, I hate birthdays. Why do I want to celebrate a birthday? So she's probably still mad at me, but that's okay. Hey, it's my birthday, and I'll do what I want to with it, right? Uh, that's what I've been saying for about six years now, and nobody's taken the hint. Well, I hate to have to give the hint, but uh, if you can't take the hint by now, you don't need to be associated with me. So maybe next year will be better. But I do like presents, you know. Celebrating and getting presents are two different things, okay? Just remember that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, man, what did you think about Kevin Durant's debut last night, losing by 29 to San Antonio? I mean, you spend all that money, you move all your big men away to bring this in. I don't think Golden State lost by 30 at all last year during the regular season. Or, or how how far was it into the regular season they lost last year a game? Wasn't it a long time? Yeah, gosh, was it 25, 26 games? I mean, there was that weird Lakers game. I want to say it was in January where they, they got ran out the building. Um, you know, they, they decided, like, you know, to not even show up for that. But you're right. I mean, last night, uh, and welcome back, NBA. It's good to see you. Um, but last night's game, definitely San Antonio uh, came in better prepared, was ready to play. I thought they did an excellent job. That kid, uh, Jonathan Simmons, I believe was his name, that showed up and just had a phenomenal performance. Uh, you know, another kid that the Spurs had brought in, nobody knew about him. They developed him, and, and he showed out uh, 21 offensive rebounds for the Spurs, though, and I think that that right there, is a huge difference. It's like just like you mentioned, they moved all their big men out and brought in Durant, so that they'd have the financially they were able to. And we already see how they're they're probably going to have some issues uh, banging the boards inside, just like they did in the finals uh, against the Cavs. Yeah, well, I just 
I mean, people celebrated when that move happened, or they were outraged. And I was like, well, it's not a not as bad as you think if you think about it. It's a long NBA season, and injuries happen. Superstars don't get along. And I'm still wondering how everybody's going to get their shots and, and get along. But to lose a game by eight or ten points on the first game, okay, you're gelling. But to lose by 30, uh, I don't know. It's just I'll have to keep watching him and see. But you don't all of a sudden learn how to, to rebound during the season. You either know how to rebound or you don't. You have the size to rebound in the NBA or you don't. And what's going to happen is one of these fragile guys are going to have to uh, – rebound more and they're going to get injured uh jonathan i think one of these guys go down early they go down early in the year because they're having to to get in there and fight you look at curry he's a small fella he's just very small even clay thompson's not big durant uh, he's not used to having to battle too much so who's going to rebound and who's going to get hurt first well i think this puts a lot more added strain on draymond green uh, to, to win battles inside, which you know a lot of people don't really think about it. It's gonna be a little tougher for him because he he's only six six. You know, there's a reason why he fits in their offense and really would have a hard time going anywhere else because he can play a big man in their offense, even though he's not gonna be a big man. Um, I, Durant is your tallest and lankiest one. He's got to get inside. I mean, come on, man. You're what six eleven, seven foot. You got the wingspan of the entire gym. And you, you have to be able to get inside to get some of those rebounds and crash. I mean, it's going to take time for them to jump offensively. It's only one game. Let's, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to overreact from one another. Obviously, we saw issues. Uh, the, these are kind of issues offensively that we saw the Heat have when they brought in LeBron and Bosh. And how were those two going to mess with Wade and Co? And it's more defensively and rebounding where it's not a chemistry thing. This is a, a talent thing. And somebody's going to have to step up big, and it's either going to have to be Draymond or, or Durant. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. LeBron and company sent, sent a message last night, didn't they? They played very well. And I think they won, what, by 30 points against the Knicks? Same, different year, same <laughs> Knicks team, really. They're terrible. <laughs> Bringing in Derrick Rose doesn't solve your problem, especially when he spent his offseason dealing with his own issue. Yeah, LeBron just just gets in shape even more, and he's ready for another title. After that title last year, I'm putting Cleveland the favorite. I just after seeing how physical they play, when you when you look look at a Western team play up against a physical Eastern team, I think you it's just last year proved the point. The three balls pretty. It's fun. It's exciting to watch a bunch of threes fly. But at the end of the day, you punch somebody in the mouth, just like football, you're going to beat them. And that's what Cleveland did down three to one, came back, won. And just, you know, Golden State will never get over that. They go out and get Durant. Now it's going to get even worse. Um, we'll see how great of a coach Steve Curry is. I know everybody talks about how great he is. But anyway, that's enough NBA talk for one night. I think it tips off tonight the majority of the. Majority of the games, and we'll see how it goes. But it's just hard, Jonathan, to watch NBA basketball a lot right now. It's just it's way too early. Football's going on. Football's in its prime. and But the World Series going on, too. Game two tonight. The Cubs lost game one, as I predicted. Uh, everybody seems to think the uh, 
the Cubs are going to win tonight, Jonathan. That line went from opening at 132, minus 132 to 160. Are you are you already on that Cubs bandwagon that they're going to split one of these first two, or are you going to pick Cleveland tonight? Well, I, I thought Cleveland had a great shot when you're throwing your best pitcher out there. He's one of the best in the game in Cleveland. There's no doubt about that. And we saw him just befuddle uh, the Cubs batters last night. Now, the Cubs have to win game two and have to win game three. There, there's no other way around it. You have a clear advantage pitching-wise with Arietta against Bauer and Hendricks against Tomlin. Both those guys, uh, Hendricks and Arietta, are both in the Cy Young race for National League. Um, so I, I, I like the Cubs tonight. I think Arietta gives them an advantage pitching-wise. Andrew Miller threw 46 pitches last night, which is the most he's thrown. It sounds like they're going to have him on a pitch count tonight if they use him. Um and I like what the Cubs can do against Trevor Bauer, who's very volatile. As as talented as he is, he is prone to just exploding, where all of a sudden it's, oh, he's rolling along, we're in the sixth inning, it's zip, zip, and he gives up four home runs in a row. Like, that, that's just kind of the things he does. Uh, so it's going to be a great game to watch. I know they're starting it at 7 because they're worried about some rain moving in. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if rain affects this game. Will Willie Mays Hayes lead off the game with a bunt single in this one? <laughs> well, I heard Johnny, they were talking about getting wild thing to, uh, to start tonight. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just thinking about through one pitch and just I mean, I want to see Jake Taylor behind the plate. I want to see Roger Dorn at third. I want to see Serrano out in right field. Willie Mays Hayes in center. I mean, you got to bring him back, you know. Lou Dorn, what's his name? Uh, Lou Lou Brown on the in the uh-huh. in the dugout. That would be awesome, <laughs> man. Just just, just well, one game. Come on. It's funny. People are comparing Major League and Rookie of the Year because obviously Indians and Cubs and whatnot. And they're like, well, you know, my thought is Major League's a better movie by, by far, no doubt about it. But oh, in yeah. Major League, they didn't make it to the World Series. They didn't win the American League that year. Whereas in Rookie of the Year, the Cubs won the World Series. So I have to give the Cubs an edge here by saying, well, you know, technically they've been there, done that. Yeah, so so technically the Indians beat the Yankees in a – in a final game to see who went to the division playoffs, right? Yeah, and I want to say in Major League Two, they they beat the White Sox to go to the World Series. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I can't remember two, but one was a uh, man, one of the best movies, and and I know Quinn hadn't yeah. seen it because he doesn't watch movies. But if you you love sports and you haven't watched Major League, you need to check yourself. Check yourself because <laughs> it's just a great, it's a great, it's a great movie. And you know everybody's pulling for the Cubs. I'm sorry, I'm, don't hate me. I'm pulling for the Indians just just because of Major League. You know, it's just everybody wants the Cubs to win so bad to break this curse. Can you imagine what's going to happen if the Cubs lose? Can you imagine the the depression? The <laughs> I mean, it's going to be bad. Well. Uh, it's funny you bring that up because a good friend and I, we've had conversations all season. Now, he's a Yankees fan, but he, want, he wanted to see either the Cubs or the Indians in the World Series this year cause, just because he loves baseball and he thinks it would be good for baseball. 
And for these two teams to play for the World Series is kind of a, a win-win-lose-lose for him in all reality. Cause he doesn't want, but we talked all year about the Cubs from day one looked like the best team. They were going to breeze through this. It was theirs all the way. And what we were worried about was when is the gut punch coming? They haven't really had a gut punch where you had to sit back and go, uh-oh. This, you know, everybody's like, well, look at the NL, the NLDS when they blew game uh, three and they almost lost in game. It's like, well, no, they still wanted to, they, they reversed that gut punch. Uh, and the NLCS, they're like, well, you know, when they beat, you're like, they haven't been gut punched, though. So you got to worry about if that's coming or not. I, my thought about it is for the Indians, this might be the only chance to get in the next five years or so of playing in the World Series, whereas the Cubs, this is a team that I still expect to compete next year and the year after and the year after that just because of how good and young their core is. Well, that pressure's got to be big. I think it is a 2-3-2 format, but still, going back home down 0-2, that really means almost you have to win all three of the games in, in Chicago. If you win tonight, you can win two out of three in Chicago and still feel pretty good about yourself to win one game on the road in Cleveland. But I'm going to ask the question, and it may sound dumb being game two, is this a must-win for the Cubs? Must-win. You know, I I don't think that's a dumb question because I I think you're 100% right. I I think it is a must-win. I really do. I think game two is a must-win. I I honestly, to be frank, I think game three and game five are must-wins. Game four, and, you know, you lost game one to Kluber. He's going to pitch in game four. All right, this is a very good pitcher. Games two, three, five, and six, you're going up against pitchers where you have a clear-cut advantage. You have to win those games. This series needs to be over in six because if you get to seven, you see Kluber a third time. And I don't know if you want to see him a third time. So I definitely think tonight's a must win. I do, too. I think it is, and. And we're going to talk about some must-win football games. Remember we talked about the other night the committee comes out. When does is, when is the committee rankings come out for the first time, Jonathan? Is it Sunday night or is it Tuesday night next week? Uh, November 1st, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, November 1st. And this is – I think people need to consider this when they're making their picks this weekend of games. Like, you know, how, how much are teams going to press? You see Clemson, Florida State. Florida State, how much do they have to prove tonight to beat Clemson? Where can they where can they get their thinking? I know this the ACC's over, Jonathan, with with Clemson, I think. I looked at their schedule and I just don't see anybody besides Florida State that can beat them. So I just don't think I think Florida State season's over when it comes to winning the ACC. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, it, it was over the minute they lost North Carolina. We 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 all knew that. Uh, you know, as far as it goes, even if they beat Clemson, they're not guaranteed a uh, New Year's Six bid because Louisville's still ahead of them, and Clemson would still be ranked ahead of them, uh, I believe. So it, it's one of those things where if you're Florida State, you know, at this point you're playing for pride and a chance to play in what the Champ Sports Bowl, which I mean, it's fine and dandy and all because it's you know, the the number three ACC slot, but still. Disappointment for Florida State. 
that line's moved up to five. I think Gallman has been declared he's going to actually be probable. And, Jonathan, you've watched your team play all year. Do you think you have the defense to be able to stop Clemson? Clemson seems like a team they can score when they have to. They seem to to not show it all. They almost lost to NC State. You know, I mean, which Clemson shows up? Florida State's had some good success against Clemson. You went two year, three years ago, and Clemson beat them by 50 with Jameis Winston. I mean, how do you feel going into this game of the mentality of the Florida State defense? Because I think that's where it lies. I think Florida State's going to be able to score some points at home. Uh, but can they stop Clemson when they have to and get off the field and, and be able to put their offense back on there? Because that concerns me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's defense has looked good in their past two games against Miami and Wake Forest, but I don't think either of those offenses are, any, offenses are anything special. I think Wake Forest is below average. I think Miami's honestly is average to below average, as we've seen um, the two games after that where they scored 13 and 16. Um, if Florida State's going to live in a zone defense and these players still haven't figured it out, we're going to get torched for 45. Uh, if, if Florida State lives in a man-to-man defense, it's going to be a physical, interesting game to see because then Clemson will only win as far as Deshaun Watson's legs take them. Because they want to play zone because when you play zone, you kind of take the mobile quarterback out of it. But we're this defense is not being good in a zone. If they play man-to-man, let Watson run. Put a spy on him if you have to. Because at that point, you're bodying up these receivers. And McFadden's a very good cornerback. Marquez White is not bad at all. It's going to be interesting to, to see how Clemson's speed matches up. Uh, but I, I, honestly, this is going to be a game that Watson will win on his legs and the tight end and the slot guys for them. It's not going to be the outside receiver as much as much as it will be Artavis Scott in the slot or whoever they're going to put there that's going to beat up Florida State. Well, do you think they're going to use him to run, uh, especially the way Florida State hits you? They can hit you. They may not have the best disciplined defense in the world, but they can knock, the, knock your block off. If Clemson wins this game, or just say if they lose by losing Watson and the rest of the season, they just cost themselves a chance at the playoff, really, a chance at the ACC championship. So do you think they're going to throw the ball more than try to run with uh, Watson? Because I fear if I'm Clemson, getting my quarterback hurt, my season being over. Give the ball to Gallman, uh, throw some quick slants, do things like that. But the last resort, for Clemson should be to run that quarterback on the road. If he gets hurt, all of a sudden Louisville pops their head up and says, hey, you know, we can win this ACC because without Watson, Clemson's a a beatable team. They're very beatable. Even though their schedule is not very tough, they can lose an ACC game without Watson. So I think they're going to throw more, Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, I I would expect them to run with Goldman. I know he was cleared to play. Florida State's run defense has actually been quietly good this year. Um, so I, I think that they're going to uh, struggle to beat up FSU on the ground. Um, it's going to be the same thing as last year. Watson had to beat Florida State. You know, I mean, I want to say he had 370 total yards in the game last year, about 300 passing, 70 rushing. Um, and he, yeah, I, he's going to have to take over this game at some point. You know, as much as you don't want him to run, Florida State's linebackers aren't very disciplined. So you can kind of get away with the fact that they're going to take a false step to the left so you can break right. He's just got to know to slide 
to get down and you'll be fine. I, I think, you know, I'm not worried about Watson uh, getting dinged as much just because Florida State hasn't been getting really good pressure on most teams this year. Um, and they, 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 their linebackers really – they're really undisciplined, and obviously that annoys me. Um, you know, so I, I think he can win this game with his legs if they need him to. Yeah, that's a key word. If they need him to, and we have the big well, we have the Big Twelve matchup: Baylor on the road at Texas. Where this is a must win for Baylor, and I think a big win for Baylor needs to be because they're undefeated right now, and they need to start making some noise because. Really, West Virginia and Baylor, do you even really know them? Have you heard anything talked about them much? Maybe a little about West Virginia, but Baylor hasn't played anyone. And if they're going to get some attention, they need to start doing it on big stages, ABC 330 kickoff against Texas. Uh, This is a good place to start. They're only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Vegas opened them up at a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Where's Texas's mindset this game? I mean, last week they looked terrible and lost to Kansas State. And here they go again. They're at home now. Sometimes when you suck and you're struggling, it's hard to go back home. You know, and you play better on the road than you do at home. I think Baylor takes advantage of that, Jonathan, that the fans have given up on Texas. They know the coach is out. And I don't know if you've heard the rumors, but there's a contract already being signed by Herman to go to Texas, which – Okay, that's fine. But how much are you buying of this? Where do you think Texas is at right now mentally, and are they ready to beat Baylor? I, I mean, I think, I think the biggest story here is, is Texas going to show up? Are, are these players checked out because they know their coach is pretty much done for? Uh, that's obviously going to be a huge thing to keep an eye on. You're right, must win for Baylor. It's a huge win. This will Sadly enough, this will be probably their second biggest win of the year. It'll be their first uh, real big road test. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll learn a, a, a little about Baylor, but we'll learn a lot about Texas in this game. Um, I, I saw the report of uh, Benjamin Albright, who I don't respect his opinion too much. Um, I think he knows that. I know that. Uh, so I, I'm waiting for a different source to, to kind of come out with this, but that news doesn't surprise me. Uh, Charlie Strong's the sixth highest paid coach in college football uh, in the report the USA Today released to, uh, today. Uh, it would not surprise me to see them making a move for Herman right now uh, if that's already a done deal because I think we all knew, and you know, I've been saying it, Charlie Strong was hired to be fired. He wasn't hired to build anything there. Kevin Herman, I know people are salivating over this guy, but do you really think Houston is struggling right now because they know their coach is gone. Because if I'm a player, I'm like, screw the coach. I'm going to win. I mean, I'm going to win for my guys and my school. If there's rumors of my coach leaving, that doesn't mean I'm going to quit and lose. So people are blaming the losses of Houston on that, but I'm not buying it, Jonathan. Uh, I don't know how good of a coach Herman is. I really don't. I agree. I mean, Herman's been a head coach for what? 19 games at this point, 20 games. I mean, we don't really know uh, how good of a coach Herman is, how good of a coach he can be based off of such a small sample size. Uh, You know, this is one of those things where he's a hot candidate right now, but Daryl Hazel did the same thing and wrangled a a job at Purdue because he went, what, 12-1 one year at Kent State, and we saw how that worked out for Purdue. 
so it, I, this is definitely a situation where I, I don't know if Herman's a bad coach per se, but by getting whipped and not showing up against SMU was pitiful. And that's an indictment on the team. That's an indictment on the coaching staff. And like I was just saying, this defense has not looked good this year. Todd Orlando all of a sudden has gone from every school wanting to be the next defensive coordinator to nobody touch him. He's radioactive right now. And so there, there, well, there's some issues this. with Houston. Think about are these coaches, they know they're leaving, so they're not putting much time in the preparation. And if that's the case, then I've lost a lot of respect for Tom Herman. Until you leave Houston and you sign with Texas and you're there, you're Houston's coach. So is there a possibility that he's just like instead of spending 18 hours a day on film with his coaches, maybe he's spending six and just trying to think he can win on talent alone, I guess. But they're terrible. And uh, it just kills Louisville's chances of making the playoff because Houston's so bad. I agree. I think that is a legitimate question, whether or not they're actually putting in the work and the effort right now as a coaching staff to uh, put a product on the field that, that's good. Because, you know, after they lost the Navy, it's like, what are we really playing for? You're playing for a conference championship. Okay, fine. Now that you lost to SMU, what are you really playing for? You're not playing for a conference championship at this point. You're, you're essentially two games back in Navy. Um, so, I think, what, what, what are you really going for here? Is this a prize thing? Like, what's going on? You know, um, I, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this develops if Herman gets the job. Because you know, if, if Herman's going to, if Herman's already signed this deal, quote unquote, um, then he'll leave right after Texas season ends. Because I don't think Texas goes to a bowl game uh, at this point. So right after Texas season ends, give it a week, Herman will show up. If Herman doesn't show up before Houston's bowl game. There, there's something else going on there and that, that we need, you know, that's behind doors that, you know, we're going to find out about, but we're going to need to keep an eye on. Um, you know, so I, I just think that giving Herman this big leap of faith at such a big school so quickly is not the best idea. Well, I saw your boy from Western Michigan last night on Five Bomb. He, was, he did a great job. I mean, it sounds like a servant leader and uh, – Oh, I really like him, just so you know. You're you were right about him, the Western Michigan coach. So we'll talk about DJ him later. Roll the boat. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm going to pick Baylor in this one uh, before we go to the biggest cocktail party in the South. So who are you going to pick? Oh, I like Baylor as well. I think they take care of business. Well, this line, this line does confuse me a little bit. I looked at the point spreads and – Florida's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Georgia, and I can't see it, Jonathan. I've been trying to review things, look at film, look at stats, and I'm just not being able to see Florida seven-and-a-half points better than Georgia. And I think people are thinking about the Vanderbilt game. Uh, well, let's remember Florida barely beat Vanderbilt too, but Georgia lost to Vanderbilt. But they dominated every facet of that game except the kickoff return to start the game and a couple bad play calls that let Vanderbilt get back in it. But Florida, Georgia can't be afraid of their their offense. And then the offense of Georgia is balanced enough to be able to move the ball on Florida. I just think Vegas, or the, the perception of public, something's wrong with this point spread. And I think that Georgia could actually win this game. 
Jonathan, and I expect them to. I expect Georgia to win this game with their quarterback, with their chub, being able to run the football, being able to play action. I don't I mean, Florida's – I mean, who have they played? They played Tennessee and they lost. That's it. You look at that schedule, their biggest win this year is Kentucky. But people are acting like these guys are, are ready to make a play for the playoff. And I just – I think they go down to Georgia. Maybe I'm wrong on this one. But I just can't buy the seven-and-a-half point spread. Maybe three, but not seven-and-a-half. Well, I mean, you know, I, I would love to say the same thing, except Florida's kind of beat up on Georgia the past couple of years with Treon Harris. Like, that right there is why everybody's like, well, you know, Florida should, you know, I looked at the line, saw seven and a half, and said, yeah, they just put out a good line. They know they're going to get split action on that. That Georgia people are going to buy it down. Florida people are going to buy it back up. You know, we're going to get caught in limbo here. Somebody's going to grab it at seven. Uh, you're either going to be happy or pissed. Um, obviously, you know my feelings. I think Florida sucks. I think they're overrated. Their offense is a joke. Del Rio is not the answer. He's not the Messiah. I hope all the Gator fans have figured that out by now. Um, They're having a hard time running the ball this year, which is very unlike Florida. Uh, Defensively, I I think they've been good against the run. They have not been very good against the pass. People think they have been. And then you look at it and go, what quarterbacks have they played? Uh, Patrick Tolles? No, wait, he's at Boston College now. So who's Kentucky's quarterback? Like, I, I, I honestly, uh, I, you know, other than Joshua Dobbs, who torched them, I can't think of a quarterback that they've played against. Uh, so I, I think that this is going to be a good game for Easton. I think he's going to have an excellent game. I think Chubb and Michelle are going to find their yards. I think this defense is going to shut down Florida. I, I honestly think Georgia wins a, a lower-scoring slugfest I'm taking them outright. Yeah, I think Kirby Smart understands the importance of this game being an ex-Georgia player. This is his first year as head coach. They've struggled. They haven't met expectations in Georgia fans' eyes, and this would be a huge way to gain back some some equity, wouldn't it, Jonathan, to gain back some trust in your fan base. You beat Florida, and you you maybe beat Auburn, you beat Georgia Tech, then all of a sudden this, this season is not a complete failure. But if it starts with Florida, if Georgia loses this game, their season's over. They're going to probably lose out. But if they can win and beat Florida, which I think they're capable of doing, um, I think Florida's out of the SEC championship to start with. I think all that crap goes away, even though I think they're going to lose to Arkansas and LSU uh, and Florida State, which Florida State's not an SEC opponent. But I think it ends. The SEC East race is determined almost Saturday when Georgia beats Florida. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, weirdly enough, Kentucky's in sole possession of second place right now. Uh, and so that Kentucky-Tennessee game has, like, extra value to it. But I, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, Florida, with a loss, obviously they get eliminated at this point. Um, and then, you know, I think their season really goes downhill. I don't think they uh, can beat Arkansas, LSU, or Florida State either. Uh, you know, for Kirby Smart, like you said, he knows the importance of this game. He played at Georgia. But not only that, he grew up a Gator fan. Like, if I'm not mistaken, he, he grew up in Gainesville. This is a kid who wanted to play for Florida, and they wouldn't take him, so he walked on at Georgia. So he, this game is going to mean a lot to him. There's going to be a lot of fire in him for this game. This team's going to be riled up and pumped up. And you've lost the Tron Harris two years in a row. You get Luke Del Rio now. Are you going to be able to beat this guy? 
I mean, at what point did Georgia fans just give up all hope? Because sooner or later, Florida's going to lock into a good quarterback. I mean, that's just how the natural cycle works. So Georgia's got to win this game before this this becomes a, a legitimate streak. And we're sitting here talking five, six, seven years from now going, is Georgia ever going to break this? <laughs> Quinn, I see you in the studio. I'm having some issues with it. Give me a couple minutes, see if I can work it out, and I'll get you in, buddy. Um, yeah, I'm picking Georgia. You're picking Georgia. Tennessee, South Carolina. Interesting game on the road at night. Tennessee comes in. South Carolina, not a very good football team. But where is Tennessee after that gauntlet that they played after losing 49 to 10 to Bama? Getting, I don't know exactly who they who they're getting back, but it's kind of dangerous when you go on the road in this kind of situation when you you've been beat up, you've been through so many emotional roller coasters, and now all of a sudden you appear a night game on the road in the SEC. And trust me, there's no easy road games in the SEC at night especially. Well, Tennessee just had a huge bye week, uh, which, you know, obviously you're going to get some guys uh, back. You're going to get a lot of guys are healthy. Now they're rested. And at this point, Tennessee's on a mission. They know they have to start smoking people so that they look good in the eyes of the committee. Uh, I, I like Tennessee to cover the point spread in this one. I, last I checked, it was three touchdowns. It's probably climbed a little bit since then. I think Tennessee rolls South Carolina. South Carolina, is it 13? Yeah. Which, which line was I looking at then? Anyways, uh, yeah, I'll take them by three touchdowns regardless. Uh, I, I think South Carolina's defense will be pesky because that's must champ. Uh, but I, I, their offense is atrocious. And Tennessee's defense, I think, is going to force some turnovers. Uh, Derek Barnett's going to have a big game. I, I really like the balls to roll in this one and what's going to be a trend for the rest of the year. Well, we're going to find out how good of a coach Blitz Jones is. I think he's a very good one, but good coaches find this two weeks. They First of all, I would have told my players, hey, you know, after that Saturday game, once we got back into Knoxville, I don't want to see you again until Thursday. That's when I'll see you again. Let these guys have a few days off to to breathe a little bit because now nobody's been talking about Tennessee anymore. Tennessee was the talk of the town, and now they've they've kind of settled down. The eyes are off of them. Now I think Butch Jones needs to just make them realize that, hey, all your goals are still in front of you. You know, you lost a – I don't think A&M was on the radar. I think that was just a, a game they played and should have won, but – Okay, you didn't beat Alabama, but you beat Georgia, you beat Florida. You still have a chance to win the SEC East, which means another chance to play for the SEC title. So I, I think there's still – Butch Jones is still has – he still has his locker room. It's just how many of these players can he get back before that SEC championship game? I think they're going to win out. I mean, there's no doubt. 10-2, and two, can they get healthy enough to beat Alabama, Auburn, LSU – and isn't it funny how, how everybody thought the West was a foregone conclusion, but now it's like a four-team race now instead of a, a one-team. You've got A&M, even though they lost to Bama with one SEC loss. You've got Auburn with one loss, LSU with uh, one loss. So you've got a lot of one-loss teams that Tennessee could be focusing on. I know everybody talking about the rematch between Tennessee and, and Alabama, but, but, Jonathan, I'm picking Tennessee in this game. To cover, I think they cover. I think they win by 17 in this one. Something like, hmm, let's see, I'd, I'd say 31. I'd say South Carolina gets 13 points, 31-13, something like that. That's what I'm going to say. 
that's the score I'm going to put on it. Tennessee's offense will get better um, after the bye week. I think they'll be able to throw the ball on South Carolina, but South Carolina can't score. So let's move real quick into Oxford, Mississippi, where the the team had a players-only meeting this week. My question, Jonathan, is shouldn't you have a players-only meeting before you lose four games and maybe not, you know, not after <laughs> after you lose four? Uh, just sitting there thinking about that, hearing about that this week. Ole Miss is, you know, they called a meeting and they want to salvage their season. But I think after a loss to Florida State, maybe a time for a players' meeting. After you after you blow a three touchdown lead, maybe or even maybe after Alabama. But hold on, you hear my dog coming through. He's he's running the house. Um, but but this line opened up, believe it or not, early line. Ole Miss was favored one, and now Auburn's up to a four and a half point favorite. And here's what I see: I see a couple of injuries, possibilities on the offensive line of Ole Miss. Carryon Johnson's coming back for Auburn, meaning more speed, more weapons to run the football. Georgia is one of the worst teams in the country at stopping the run. Auburn is three in the country, one in the SEC in running. And Auburn has a defense. So this line is kind of low, four and a half. But does Ole Miss have a shot in this game? And what is the mentality, the mindset, after losing four games for Ole Miss? And I know we've talked about it before, but what, what could they possibly be saying in this meeting? Yeah, I found that meeting to be somewhat comical because I'm with you. I think you have that meeting after Alabama because that's your second huge blown lead. Maybe you have it after Arkansas. And you're like, all right, guys, we're better than this. Let's 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 stop this. But Auburn showed last week they can run the ball when they, at will against uh, teams who can't stop the run. Arkansas. Ole Miss, can't stop the run. Auburn, we'll run it well. Uh, this will be the best defense I think Ole Miss is going to see all year. Uh, you know, I, I really, I've been high on Auburn's defense for a while. I think it's the, the one of the best in the country. Um, you know, and like you said, the SEC West is definitely a, a, a big dog race right now. I mean, you know, uh, I think LSU and Auburn uh, are definitely contenders in it, whether anybody wants to agree with that or not. So, I like Auburn laying the points here. I think they smother Ole Miss and, and beat them by 20-plus. Uh, I think we were looking at the same exact game we saw last week. Mm. I hope so. But this game scares me because Ole Miss has the ability. They have the talent. They have the weapons on offense to score points on anyone. And, and you saw that they put up, what, 40-plus points against Bama. They put up a lot of points against Florida State. They beat Georgia, put up three points on them. That scares me the most because where Arkansas, uh, they drop back. They're a play-action drop-back pass team. Auburn had time to get to the quarterback, and they got to him all night long. Chad Kelly can throw the ball very fast to these big receivers, uh, slants. From, uh, he can isolate one-on-one without any safety help sometimes, and it just worries me. This this worries me. I need to see Auburn jump out to an early lead in this game for me to feel comfortable because Ole Miss, I don't think they can run the football. And uh, I think, you know, the only chance they have is Auburn turning the ball over and explosive plays from Ole Miss's offense. But I do think Auburn's going to go back to the ground again because I saw this same thing in 2013 where – if it's not broke, don't fix it. Where well, they just started running the football on everyone, 
and it wasn't just you know a couple of games. They were you looked at Gus Miles Vaughn any any years he's rushed for 500 yards in a season. They played for a championship. So that's what 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 gets me about Auburn being able to run for 543 against Arkansas, Jonathan. I never thought they would be able to do that without a, a true dual threat quarterback. Sean White can keep you honest and and run for a first down from time to time. But to be able to do that shows what kind of offensive line and the fullback still, you've got to give Chandler Cox credit in this. The offensive line and Chandler Cox, a fullback, being able to get a hat on somebody, it, it means a lot. And I just don't think, you know, you have a team meeting, you know you're bad off anyway, but in this team meeting, you don't talk about in the third quarter when you're tired and they keep hitting you in the mouth. Who's going to have enough heart on this Ole Miss team to keep fighting? if it's a close game or if it's a four-quarter game, do they have enough in them? Do they have enough left in the tank to pull a win out against Auburn? That's what I ask myself, and I guess you say no, correct? No, I think this has blowout written all over it. Well, Quinn, welcome to the show, and, and what do you think about this Ole Miss-Auburn game? Does Ole Miss concern you after after watching them play last week? It does concern me because of the reason you reasons you said, Tarvin, and um, I still think uh, this Ole Miss team can put up points. I still think they're a dangerous team. So Auburn's going to have to play really well. They're going to have to play as well as they did last week, if not even better. So yeah, I think it'll be yeah. a close I, game. I do too. I, I it's just, I mean. I wish Feinbaum and the rest of the people would shut up, acting like Auburn's back. And, you know, it's like I like flying under the radar as a team. I don't want to be talked about all week and Ole Miss get any more motivation than they need already. If Auburn was a, a average team right now, Jonathan, I wouldn't worry because I don't think Ole Miss would have the heart. But, you know, Hugh Freeze and Gus are friends. And Chip, you know, he wants to, Hugh Freeze wants to beat Auburn. Ole Miss wants to beat Auburn. And if they can just ruin Auburn's season, I think Ole Miss will be happy right now. They win, they win the Egg Bowl. Of course, I think they will. They'll win the Egg Bowl, go to a decent bowl game. But I'm hoping Auburn shows up to play clean football. And this is a team that started the year, like the first couple, two or three games was for negative plays. They were like in the top three, or dead last in the top. I think they were dead last actually. And this team has improved to be up in the top three now for negative plays. They're not making penalties. They're not turning the ball over. They're not getting behind the chains, Quinn. And and those three things are the recipes for Auburn's success. If they keep not turning the ball over, not getting penalties, and getting positive yards on first down, it's going to be a long game for Ole Miss. But Ole Miss's defense is very aggressive. They will bring a lot of pressure, and that worries me, too, that Auburn's looking at second and 14, third and 15 a lot in this game. If they do, I think they're going to turn the ball over, and it's going to leave Ole Miss there with a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I just question Ole Miss's defense. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop the run game. And even if you do bring pressure, if Auburn can get uh, little screen passes going and then block downfield, I think that could give them problems yeah. too. I, I just, I'm not, I'm more concerned about our defense stopping their offense 
I agree. That's a good point. And our defense is very good, like Jonathan said. He thinks it's the best in the SEC. We're going to find out how good they are. This is going to test our secondary, which which I think is good. Carlton Davis can lock down on anybody. I'm telling you, this kid, we'll only keep him three years, two more years left this year and next. This guy's a first-rounder, Jonathan Carlton Davis for Auburn. He's a, he's a true lockdown corner from Miami. I'm so glad Muschamp coached one year. At least we got him and a couple other players, Jake Holland or Jeff Holland and some of those other guys. But I still give credit to Muschamp for this defense some of the talent he recruited and and the the mindset he changed at Auburn. He brought some toughness back to Auburn that was missing. Don't you agree? So he's gone. I can't stand him for what he did in a way, but you have to give him credit for turning this defense around at Auburn like he did. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was only there for a year, essentially, as long as Florida State had Jeremy Pruitt for help lead us to a title. So, I, I you know, some of the things are like a hatred on, but I can't complain. Uh, you know, and, and with most champs, you know, he showed up. He brought in mentality. He was able to get uh, some of the recruits because of the connections he had. And, and I mean, very good defensive coach. Hey, most champs, one of those guys where it's like Bud Foster, where you you go great defensive coach should probably never be a head coach though. And we found out with most champs that at Florida. Probably not the best for him to be a head coach. South Carolina's giving him a second shot. It's like, dude, you're you're a lifelong defensive coordinator. Just enjoy that. You're going to get paid, you know, over a million a year to be a good defensive coordinator in the SEC, you know, or uh, you know, we're at another big time program, you know. So I, I think uh, what he was able to bring and install at Auburn was huge, and you're still seeing the ramifications of it because he instilled an attitude in that defense that those players have has continued. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to go 9-0 on my locks of the year so far this year, and I have one for you guys that I'm going to prove to you college football's rigged or or something. Somebody's going to listen to me again. I'm, I'm 9-0, and this is not because I'm talented in what I do. This is because I can sniff out these point spreads from Vegas. Just like Auburn was 10.5 the other night, people were blown away by that. They won by 53. How is Missouri favored – Five and a half points over Kentucky, Jonathan. How in the world is Missouri favored over anybody? Which leads me to believe, uh oh, Kentucky, you're in trouble here. Missouri's about to beat you. Uh, I'm going to take Missouri in this game. I think Kentucky's a better team. I think they're a better coach team. I think they're a hotter team. I think they lose to Missouri. That point spread is telling me so. What do you think? I know this is an odd game, but I had to throw it out there. Well, no, I, was just, I, I saw I saw that line and had the same thought you did. I, I went, mm, that that doesn't look right. And usually when I say that, uh, I'll go the other way. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, if I think a team's going to win and there, there's no doubt about it, um, and I'm like, oh, that line just doesn't smell right. I'm still going to go with them, like Auburn last week. I'm like, mm, that line seems high, but whatever, let it ride. Uh, this line, I'm like, mm, mm, no, no. And then I thought about it, and I'm like. Well, it doesn't matter what the line is. I, I wouldn't have picked this game anyways. Like, this, this game sucks. Uh, you know, I, you're looking at two uh, terrible, terrible teams. And, and I, I, my only logic behind this was they saw something with Missouri where they're like, okay, so they're like a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite factor in home field, and we're going to get to five, 
which is just a Vegas zone number in all reality. It's their way of saying we don't know what it's gonna what it should be, but we know this team should be favored and they get points for home field, so deal with it. Uh I, I would just stay as far away as possible from this game though. Yeah, when you have two bad teams playing, run, run, mama run, because it's I mean, but the, here's the deal, nine and no this year in the games. I'm hitting almost eighty four percent this year against the spread. That's no joke. That's no lie. It's, it's just I'm hot in college. NFL, I'm sucked. You know, if, you, if I'm picking NFL games, you might as well go right opposite. Be listening, get a pen and paper out. Right, if I say Carolina's going to win, take the other team and you'll you'll get rich. So listen to me in college. Do not listen to me in the NFL just yet. I'll let you know when it's time to start listening to me in the NFL, and I'll let you know <laughs> when it's time to stop listening to me in college as well because that time's coming too because – these games are getting closer and closer now. Miami, Notre Dame. Notre Dame opened up a favorite, which surprised me a little bit. The public has bet on this game. Miami up to two-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, Quinn, you're the you're the Notre Dame expert. After a week off, does Notre Dame have any kind of chance to beat Miami? I like, my, I like Notre Dame in this game, to be quite honest with you. I don't know why. I just think the bye week is going to help Notre Dame. I'm not a big believer in Miami and Mark Rick right now. You tell me, Quinn, what do you think of this game? This is your team. I'll let you take center stage. Yeah, well, the bye week I think will help. I think it will be a close game, and they're getting Miami at the right time. But I still I still feel that Miami is going <laughs> to – is gonna win in a weird in a weird way that Notre Dame has lost all year. Like you're gonna watch the game, and you're not gonna be know how Notre Dame loses, and you're not gonna be able to wrap around like how like what really happened. But I just I just feel they're they're gonna lose again. It's, it, it, this season's been so weird, and I I don't even know what it is because the players haven't gave up. I mean, the coaches, it's a pretty good coaching staff for the most part. They develop players. It's just been weird. They've lost in all these close games. And it, it's, it's just been really weird. And I, and, I have, and I haven't been able to understand why the main reason is why they keep on losing. It's, it's just very uh, odd. And I think the well, Jonathan, odd will he's continue. Me. I'm, I'm, pick, I'm picking Miami, Jonathan. He's convinced me. This game sucks. Both teams suck. I mean, if, if, I, if I'm if we're if I'm going to institute the Missouri Kentucky, both teams both teams suck. And I preached it all week. I'm going, you know, I'm I'm, I'm up in the north and talking to my uncle. My uncle's like, "What do you think about this game?" And I go, "Both teams suck. Stay, go the other way. Both teams suck. Go the other way. Just just stay away from this game. Run away." And I, I'm saying the same thing with this one. I think both teams suck. And Miami was overinflated. Everybody fell in love with them way too quick, right? And all of a sudden, they lost three in a row in conference to three good teams. They'd be like, wait a minute. Miami might not be as good as we think they are. You think you just figured this out? Notre Dame's two and five. Are they good? No. Nobody who's two and five is good. Everybody in the state of Indiana, every every college football team has a better record than Notre Dame right now. Think about that. They suck. Every, both teams suck. Stay away from this game because it's a bunch of suckage. <laughs> hey, yes, we have broken the record for the amount of times we use the word suck in this in this in this show. We'll, Jonathan's going to make a 
a five dollar donation every time we uses a word to a charity of Quinn's choice. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's here's a team that got lucky this weekend. West Virginia going on the road uh to Stillwater, Jonathan. Luckily for West Virginia, this is a noon kickoff game. I, if this was a night game in Stillwater, West Virginia got lucky that this game got chose to be a noon kickoff game. They're three-and-a-half-point favorite over Oklahoma State. I'm not ready to pick West Virginia yet. I'm not ready to give up on Oklahoma State, but, boy, I would be all over this game if it was a night game. Yeah, this is an interesting game. I've gone back and forth a little bit on it. Oklahoma State, uh, I mean, yeah, they're 5-2. and two. You know, that loss to Central Michigan is just weird and wacky. So, I, I, I've actually been discounting it. Like, I, honestly, I expect the playoff committee to kind of discount it. Um, so, I, I'm looking at this, and, like, West Virginia has the best defense right now in the Big 12. Uh, they're giving up less than 20 points a game. They smothered a Texas Tech team that just dropped 59 on Oklahoma. I like West Virginia to win this game here. I think it's going to actually be a good game to watch. You're not going to want to nap through this one. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Oklahoma State in the slide upset, Quinn. Who are you take? I think West Virginia wins in a close game. Uh, OG State is a tough place to play, but like you said, West Virginia got very lucky with it being a yeah. new kickoff game. And and I and I think this should be a reasonable score game because Oklahoma State's defense isn't too terrible, so. It should be like a 31-24 type of game, I'd say, so it won't be too bad. <laughs> well, well, here's my fear for the next game we're going to talk about, and Jonathan's going to disagree with me on this game and and why. We're going to disagree, and that's fine. We, we both know college football. We both have different views of everything, but here's an undefeated Nebraska team coming in, not game on the road in Wisconsin, and, and I have a fear that Nebraska wins this game and all of a sudden people still say, oh, see, Nebraska, they're relevant again. But I think Wisconsin sucks. I think their offense sucks. And I, I just – I don't know, Jonathan. I know you you feel different than I do. But if Nebraska wins this game, I still don't think Nebraska's good. Does that make sense? It's like if they were playing Ohio State or Michigan right now and did it, then I would start giving credit. But – they could beat Wisconsin and still not be a good team because Wisconsin can't score a lot of points. And uh, Nebraska is just sitting there flying under the radar. They're Iowa of last year, like you said. Um, I just want them to lose because I'm tired of seeing them getting overranked because of their undefeated record. And, again, the best team they played was Oregon. And uh, we all know Oregon's going to be coached by Chip Kelly pretty soon. So what do you think about this one? And Jason, I see you in the studio. I'll bring you on in just a minute, buddy. I mean, I'm look, I'm looking at this game. I think it's going to be a good, uh, good tight contest. Uh, I honestly, uh, I think we're gonna we're in for a treat with this game. It's going to be typical Big Ten football. Um, yep. Yeah, I like Wisconsin. I do. I think Wisconsin's a good I team. Agree. I, yeah, I think they're a good team. Um, I, I don't think obviously, you know, if they beat Ohio State, Michigan, you'd be like, well, maybe they're actually a title contender. Uh, I think they're a good team. I think they're going to do well in the New Year's uh, game they play, you know, Outback Bowl or whatever it's going to be. Uh, ne- Nebraska, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the luck just runs out for Nebraska. They've had a lot of uh, positive mojo going for them this year. 
Uh, but this just seems like the kind of game, unless Wisconsin just melts down, um, that Wisconsin's going to pull out uh, on this one. I- I'm going to take the Badgers to, to win this game. I think uh, 23-20 is what we're probably going to see. Quinn, I'm with Jonathan. I think Wisconsin wins. But it wouldn't surprise me if Nebraska pulled it off because the over-under in this game is 43. I mean, that's a low-scoring, low-over-under, which means you're going to have a tight game. You saw Wisconsin play Michigan on the road 14-7, so they don't suck. I mean, Michigan's beating everybody by 70 points, and Michigan barely could score enough to beat Wisconsin. But it wouldn't surprise me this type of defensive game, a couple of turnovers, Nebraska wins. But I guess if Nebraska wins this game, Quinn, they deserve talk of top ten consideration because they're undefeated. If you go on the road at night to Wisconsin and win, you're doing something. So I'm taking Wisconsin, but I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska won. Yeah, I think Wisconsin wins even without their – like best, their defensive leader injured. I, I still think Wisconsin wins. Uh, that line is very interesting to me, and it it just doesn't feel right. But I could see Wisconsin covering that because with their best with their defensive leader out, you'd think that line would would when it opened up at like seven, it's went up since, and that doesn't feel right to me, but. I think Nebraska will cover, but I think Wisconsin will win like 17 to 10, something like that. Well, I'm I'm about to bring Jason on because we're going to be talking about a 10-point upset specialist I've got here. Jason, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing tonight? Hey, guys. How are you all doing? Good, man. You You got your couple of beers in you ready to go? No, I I don't. Actually, my food doesn't have any beer in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's wrong, man? What, uh, kind, of, what kind of beer do you drink? Play. What kind of beer? Do, what kind of beer do you drink? Bud Light. I'm a I'm a Coors guy. Coors. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I'm more of a I'm more of an I'm more of an Aquafina type of guy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> My, my some drink, high quality liquor. <laughs> my drink is some high quality H two O right there, brother. My drink so, is Jason, tell me risky. this. Tell, tell me, tell oh, me yeah. this, Jason. Washington's on the road this week. This is. I'm, I I went off on a tangent. Jonathan stopped me cold in my tracks. Dead in my tracks. I'm talking about Washington. Really, they beat Stanford. Everybody started. Salivating. Mm-hmm. Stanford sucks. They beat Oregon. No offense to you right now, but Oregon's not in the yeah, good place yeah. right uh, now. Oregon so, sucks. So, I mean, but but I mean, Washington. Who have they beaten, Jason? And are they playoff material worthy right now? Because all I see is them beating a bunch of underachieving teams right now. And here they go to Utah, which is going to be a tough place to play. I think Utah sucks, too, to be honest with you. I watched them play against UCLA yeah. without their quarterback, and they suck. So, can Utah win this game and knock Washington out of the playoff, even conversation? I, I think Utah has an opportunity. Um, it's, it's football. Anybody could beat anybody. But you, you said it with the Oklahoma State, West Virginia. This is a noon kickoff. Pacific time, so no, no, it's, it's two okay. thirty yeah, local yeah. time. 
So it's not yeah, a it's... night game at Utah. Um, I I don't think Utah could keep up with Washington. Um, Utah's offense is very don't want. I know they had a good Washington performance last week, but um, when they played Oregon State two weeks ago, yes, the weather was a factor, but that offense couldn't get it going. So uh, I think Washington, um, it's going to all be about that first quarter for Utah. If it's close, you might have a nice juicing game, but if Washington gets up 21 or whatnot, it could be a long night for the Utes. Well, I, I shouldn't say Washington's not a good team, but I, I, I watch them on I watch them on TV and they look good at every position. They have a good quarterback. They can run the football. They play good defense, physical defense. And Jonathan, is this Utah team? I don't think they're good enough to beat Washington because Washington puts pressure on your defense a lot. You think UCLA does? Utah gave up a ton of points last week against UCLA, and they're bad. Now Washington's got a defense. The over-under in this game yeah. is 52, which is very low for a Pac-12 game. So, Jonathan, are you going to mm. go with an upset here or are you going to pick Washington? Well, like, I'm going to go against the team that I've been saying is going to go undefeated all year. I-, I think Washington is an excellent team. I think they're one of the few teams who fundamentally could actually – Beat Alabama from what I've seen, just because I love their defense you said, so much. You said Oregon. You said Oregon was going to win the Pac-12. Jonathan, what are you talking? About? No, no, what are you talking about? No, 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 Utah is using a running back who ran for 330 yards last year. Congratulations. I'm glad, I'm glad everybody forgot that he quit on his team like a month ago. Like Everybody just keeps like forgetting. He, he quit. And then, they, oh, look, the three guys ahead of me got hurt, so I can play now. Utah is very banged up. If this was a night game, it would be different. But because it's a mid-afternoon uh, noon kickoff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an, an earlier game, if you will, for them, it, 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 that crowd's not going to be as wild as it would be. Um, I think Washington rolled Utah. I think they cover the over by themselves. I think Utah wins this game 59-20. to 20. It's going to be a massacre. This is one of those teams where I think they're going to run through everybody, and when they get to the playoff, we're going to be like, hey, let's see if this team's for real or not. Until then, I'm calling blowouts in every game. I'm going to pull for Washington, especially if Auburn doesn't get in there. I'll pull for whoever can wreak the most havoc in the playoffs. So, Washington, I, I go like, need to pull for Washington. I got a game that Washington might slip up. Uh, I like the Washington USC State. game. I know. Well, I, I like USC beating Washington. Um, USC is really uh, they're, they're a lot better team than week one. No, 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 no. USC's quarterback's got some fumble problems. Yeah, they, and they don't have any kind of discipline on that team. Uh, Washington's going to get you we'll in the see. damn mouth. I don't I think even think the Apple Cup's going to be close. See, I think Washington State could be. No, let's ask Jason this. Jason, do you think Washington State, in Washington State, could beat Washington? That's a rivalry game, and Washington State's a good football team right now. 
Yeah, they they do. Washington's defense is very underrated. Um, it's that's gonna be a good game, but oh, ooh. but the the home field it could be a difference in that game. I, Jason, I was looking. Jason, I was looking at a point spread, and I saw Oregon was favored eight points over somebody. What yeah, happened? I, I, Arizona State. I'm shaking my on, head at Arizona that State. One. Yeah, is Arizona State I, that bad. Well, Arizona State, they they haven't played well on the road. Um, they they got blown out by Colorado. Um, they they played Washington State close. So, we'll, we'll see. Well, I, well if, you remember you remember Washington State last week. What was that about Washington State and uh, Todd Grantham getting in? Uh, he cussed. Oh, uh, he cussed uh, coach for Washington State, Mike Leach, out. What what was that about? Well, because Mike Leach, um, he um, said that Arizona State was starting signs from the sideline. But, well, they do. That's what that was about. So. The coach admitted it. The coach admitted he stole signs. Yeah. So what did he get mad yeah. about? I, I don't know. It's, maybe it's the water down there. Can uh, I, I say guess when something you're about your the Pac-12? Yes, Quinn, go ahead. Uh, Well, about the Washington-Utah game, Washington has the best – if you play defense in the Pac-12 and Washington has a really good defense, they should win every game and win every game comfortably. And then about the Oregon-Arizona State spread, Oregon gives up over 40 points a game, so every Mm -hmm. team has a shot against them. With how terrible that Oregon defense is, every team mm. has a shot against them. Yeah. So. Yeah, eighty-eight points, Jonathan. That's a big line for a team in Oregon that's struggling. But, 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 Jason, I'm going to go with Vegas in this. Obviously, they know something I don't. I haven't watched Arizona State play a lot this year. To be honest with you, yeah. but I have seen Oregon play a lot. So Arizona State must be really. Yeah. I'm about to fire their coach too. And and let me let me say something. Um with the Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert, yes, he looked good at second start. But let's not compare this kid to Marcus Mayota. Okay, let's slam I'm the break. I'm not. Let's slam <laughs> I who, I know you're is? not, but who the, is? the the Oregon fans <laughs> Yeah, um some duck fans and whatnot. Hey, um, am I? Do I think this kid's gonna be great? Yeah, absolutely, he is. I've seen every stop this kid has made, but it's it's too early for the Marcus Mayota predictions. Well, no, he, he he's too busy getting his ass kicked in Tennessee right now. Mariota is. <laughs> yeah. But. All right, Jason, buddy. Well, thanks again. Any thoughts on any other games before we let you roll? Anything you um, Auburn no, Ole Miss? I, who do you like? Who do you like in that Auburn? I, Ole Miss I like Auburn. Auburn's watching the tank is very good right now, and you guys spoke about it earlier. I think Ole Miss has quit four losses. I think the Egg Bowl is the only game that they might win. So Auburn winning Jason, big. Jason, Jason, they had a team meeting though, a players only team meeting the other day. Ole Miss did. What was that to discuss? Well, what, what weed they're gonna smoke? What? 
Well, Ogan did it too before that Washington State game and got beat by 30. So, yeah. That's what I thought of. That's what I thought of when you brought up yeah. this at a team meeting. I thought of the Oregon team meeting. Yeah, yeah. No, they uh, had a, a, a lot of team they meetings go in my old job. I had a lot of team <laughs> meetings in my old job, and my employees still suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, Jason, buddy. I appreciate you. Have a good one. Yep. If you want back on, send me a message. We'll bring you back. That's Jason Humphrey, the man, the myth, the legend, the Oregon Duck man. And I haven't heard anybody compare this kid to Mariota. I mean, he he knows he's out in Oregon. But uh, Mariota was a special type quarterback, Jonathan, especially for a college system. And that's Chip Kelly's system. And I'm telling you all this. Believe this that uh, Chip Kelly will be back in Oregon next year? Uh, I think Chip Kelly wants to still be an NFL coach. Why? It sucks. Yeah. Because... He's Tampa Bay. He sucks. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Wait a minute. This is a Bucks <laughs> team that if we beat the Raiders and the Packers beat the Falcons... They're in first place, okay? All right, so the Bucks being at 500 this late in the year, it's like the first time in like six seasons. So don't don't crush my hopes and dreams already, man. Come on. Hey, hey I'm, I'm just hoping Carolina, if they can get one win, if they can get one win, I think they'll get started back because Atlanta is turning into Atlanta again. New Orleans we know sucks. So Tampa Bay, if we can get them to lose a few games. Carolina, may, they're only two games out of first place, Quinn. And they suck right now. So if they come back and start playing football, but I, I just don't think Panthers can beat Arizona. I mean, I know that was the worst game you ever saw the other night, but you don't have a defense. You can't win in the NFL. I'm sorry. If you don't have a good defense, you cannot win yeah. NFL football games. And, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking over the college games. There's really no more college games that, to jump out at me and say, wow, we need to talk about this. But this committee's coming out, and I'm going to make a prediction. If Auburn beats Ole Miss Saturday night, if they do, Auburn is a top-ten team in the committee, Jonathan, maybe even as high as eight with two losses. Um, given the committee, the last couple of years, they really liked Auburn. I remember 2014, even with a loss to Mississippi State the week before, they come out. With uh, they got in the top three or top four, and then they beat Ole Miss, only to have their season unravel after that game at, against Texas A&M. But do you think Auburn's a top ten team if they win against Ole Miss this Saturday night? Well, I think that'll be a legitimate conversation that's going to be had um, in, in those meetings. I, I think you look at it, this as an Auburn team that's offense has. I mean, they, they, they've improved, it seems, every week, and this defense is still really good. You know, they, they held um, Clemson to their lowest point total of the year. Uh, you know, and this is a Clemson offense that statistically is actually pretty similar to last year's. Um, so, you know, I, I really think that Auburn, they beat Ole Miss, they're going to get a lot of love. But my question is, when do we have the conversation of, the Ole Miss not actually being a quality win. Because if, they, if they're sitting there with five losses, and I get it, you're like, well, you know, five good teams, and you stop and go, yeah, but they keep, be- they keep losing those games. Like, 
<laughs> like they, they 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 keep losing. Like at some point you're like, okay, maybe they're really not that they're good. They're the best. This, they're the best four loss team in the world right now. I mean, what do you do? What does that get you? Like the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl? Like, 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 come on, let's be real for a moment. Oh, they lost to Florida State. Weren't they up, like, 22 points? Oh, they lost to Bama. Weren't they up, like, 21 points? Oh, they lost to Arkansas. Uh-huh. Oh, they lost to LSU by how much? And weren't they up in that game, too? Like, like, yo, like, come on, man. Like, if Auburn stole Doug's old Miss, are we going to sit there and go, well, they're the best five-loss team out there? Oh, well, that, that's, that's fine. They're, you know, that just means they're in the same breath as teams like Notre Dame. Not a problem at all. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're as good as yeah, I think, I think in think Oregon. If, I think if Auburn's back, if Auburn's truly back, they blow them out. Now, if, if Auburn goes into Ole Miss and beats them by three or four touchdowns, then you have to – it's not really about Ole Miss, but it's more about Auburn because Ole Miss is a – I think Ole Miss is a, a dangerous team. I'll use that term, dangerous. I'm not saying they're good. They have the capability of being good, but they can't they're, – they're like Tennessee. They can't play for four quarters. And if you can't play for four quarters, it's going to get you eventually. Now, Tennessee may figure it out how to play for four quarters, but I don't think Ole Miss can because here's what happens – and. When all your goals are shot to hell, and this is coming from an Auburn fan in 2014, when you start to see, you know, you're, you're up there in the playoff. You go to a national championship in 13, you come back in 14. Once your goals, Jonathan, are gone and your expectations were very high, it's hard to motivate these guys. Injuries start cropping up. People start sitting out on purpose saying they're hurt just so they don't have to play. And that's what you worry about with Ole Miss. They've already got two offensive linemen that are questionable for this game. Even if they play, they're not going to be that effective, I don't think. But it's hard once your goals are gone. The only goal they have left to do is to beat Mississippi State and make a bowl game. And and they'll do both of those. But as far as beating A&M on the road and beating Auburn, that's going to be tough to do with four losses right now. It's just, to me, it's just seemed odd that that line's not higher. And maybe Vegas wants action on both of them. I don't know. But I think by game time, Auburn will be a touchdown favorite in this game. So let's go to the NFL real quick. Uh, Thursday night game, does it really matter who's playing Thursday night? Who plays Thursday night? Let me guess Cleveland probably if I had to guess. Let me look. Tennessee and Jacksonville. Tennessee and Jacksonville. God. I'm not watching it. What a bad football game. What a bad. uh, I'm not even talking about it. To save yourself some time and some sanity, how about you just watch Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech? Yeah. Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech, there's two teams that suck. Oh, pretty good. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, California, USC will be an interesting one. But here Friday night, don't don't sleep on Navy and South Florida. That's going to be a very good football game. I'm going to be watching that on Friday night. No, it's not. Navy's going to yes, crush those. Navy's going to no. crush them. Yes. They may. They may. They may. They may. They may. All Navy right. Let's go to the NFL. I like Navy's coach. had a good coach. Yeah, they have. I really like their coach. He sucks. All right. Y'all ready to go to the NFL? Y'all yeah. Ready to go to the NFL? Yeah, yes, sir. All right. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, let's start them off with Tampa Bay over here. They're feeling good about themselves. They're at home. 
And again, the Raiders come to town for a noon game. The Raiders. So, Jonathan, how are the Raiders going to do coming from the west to the east coast? Tampa just went to the west coast and took care of business against San Fran. Can Tampa win this game and and keep the momentum going? Because they're getting better. Tampa's getting better right now. And uh, they need this momentum in this division right now. They need to keep winning while Carolina's losing and while Atlanta's losing. I like Tampa in this game. I like Tampa at home to beat Oakland. I think Winston's going to throw a few touchdown passes. They're going to run the football, and I like them to get out of there with a win on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Oakland uh, played at Jacksonville on Sunday. Uh, They won that game, kind of controlled most of it. Uh, then, then they actually didn't fly back home. They went down uh, to Bradenton, um, about an hour south of Tampa, for the week instead. So uh, they, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be acclimated to it. They've been undefeated on the road. Actually, all their wins are on the road this year. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks just because I think Oakland's defense is horrendous. The Bucks have been able to run the ball. Uh, the defense seems like it's, it's progressing, especially along the defensive line. Um, I mean, just two, two weeks ago, I would have told you I could care less, and now it's like the Bucks have given me hope. Yeah, we're about to make a call right here. I'm trying to, to you know, every now and then I like to surprise people with a call. We're going to call this jackass right here and see if he'd like to join us tonight. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice oh, message man. system. Two nope. five six five zero six. Okay, who who would y'all like to call tonight? Anybody? Any friends you have you'd like for me to call and prank them? How about that Michigan fan? Oh man! <laughs> call, oh, you know, they, call they, got, they got a big game. Let me call him. We'll get back to the NFL. I like Tampa. Who do you like? Who do you like in that game, for? I think I think Oakland. I think Oakland wins. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to come down to quarterback play, and I think Carr will play Winston. Let's see if Rick has to meet Quinn. People, people just don't want to talk. Nah, not to you, John. What's up? With, what's what? What's up with it? I mean, a lot of people don't want to talk to me because they know you're gonna pick on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna talk here. Here, I'm gonna. Here's who I'm calling. I'm calling this smart ass Alabama fan right here. He's just a smart ass. Just everybody hates oh, him. Oh no. He's a he's a punk. I lost my, no, I lost a hundred dollars to him because I told him Alabama would lose three regular season games. And I, I swear he never calls in because he's afraid. Let's get him on here. Again, I'm going to do two more people. I don't answer. <laughs> Hi, you reached Carl South. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you. Thank you. At the tone, please well, record your message. Well, 
When you have finished recording, you may. Well, we know we know who the jackass is, then, don't we? So when he listens, <laughs> right, well, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh. I can't believe we we nobody will nobody will answer the phone. Let's one more person, Shane. I'm gonna call Shane Stone. He's one of my old buddies, but he's a Tennessee volunteer fan, and he's a he's a bookie. So let's call him. Ask him who the oh, lock of no. the week is, right quick. No, no. This guy, this guy thinks he knows everything about everything. So I'm trying to do. A, I'm trying to make a point tonight. I'm in a good mood. I want to have some fun since I'm 40 now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that Michigan fan would have answered. He's a fun one. We'll, we'll Every call time. Him, we'll call him back. <laughs> hey, this is Shane. Let me message you. I'll call you back. <laughs> he wanted nothing to do with us. Hey, Shane. <laughs> Shane, this is Way in Sports Talk calling you live right here on the air. Uh, give us a call back, 646-716-5564. We're going to talk some football and baseball, man, so give us a call. Can y'all think of anybody else? I ought to call that plumber that stood me up and tell him to meet me somewhere. <laughs> That's what I ought to do. Cubs are up one nothing. Cubs are up one nothing. Well, let me call one more person. This is an Auburn fan, and then we'll finish our rest of our base our football talk. Because the NFL just sucks this week, guys. I mean, if we can't have any fun here, what are we going to have fun in life? NFL is terrible every week. Why are we surprised? And yeah, and my Bears are the worst I've seen in all the years I've watched them. So. Yeah, your Bears. At least suck. you have Jay Cutler back. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Wow. Two five six five zero six six four zero five is not available. Hey. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or oh, press one up. for more options. <laughs> to leave a callback number, press. Oh my God, man! I'm not supposed to do that. Jonathan, man, you messed me up. <laughs> Wait, what Who happened? can we call, man? I'm gonna try to call that. I'm gonna try to call the Michigan fan real quick, and I'm gonna call his his home number. Maybe he's having dinner with his wife and kids right now. We can we can interrupt. <laughs> Is he having meals with uh, Ohio State tears to drink? Yeah, he's probably talking about Michigan's back and everything, but. They played Alabama in the playoffs. They'd get, they'd get pistol whipped. I just don't see Michigan being able to to beat someone like Bama Johnson. They would get killed. Oh, I like they Michigan's play. defense a lot. They I'm have sure Jalen Hurts at Bama. Oh, make Jalen Hurts throw. He's not very good at it. I'm trying to dial. Let's call Big E one more time, guys. If he doesn't answer, then he must be at church praying for an Alabama win. I bet you he's in the stand right now. Everett doing what? 
Oh, I mean, it, it, it's that time of year where you just go out hunting because it's nice out. Oh, yeah, he does. He does deer hunt. You're right. I think the deer actually hunt him. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. 25650. He ain't playing yeah, that yeah. game. <laughs> the thing is, they don't know it's me calling because it says New York. Give a New York number. Oh, yeah. Some people think people think some people think somebody from New York. Quinn, do you have any friends that are easily manipulated, and I can call them and aggravate them and ask them, talk them into voting for Donald Trump or something? Do you have anybody we can, we can play around with? Jonathan, do you have, do you have anybody I can prank call? Um, how about that Ravens fan that you are always talking to on Twitter? Who? Oh God, no! So, see, see, Seth won't answer right now because there's baseball on. Oh, he's got like strict rules. Like you ain't allowed to call him during baseball. Like he, he can't, can't, I don't can't, know who he's talking about. I don't oh, know who he's talking about. It's my inside Michigan guy, essentially. <laughs> well, let's let's see if. Let's see if we can get Trey real quick, since he's a baseball guy. He's probably oh, God. home changing a poop yeah. diaper right again. Yeah, and I, I can yell at him for having LeBron James because he's going to kick my ass in fantasy this week. Are you in Trey's fantasy league? I am. I quit that about 10 years ago. Well, Trey's he was begging and I said, sure. Trey cheats. <laughs> he cheats as the commissioner. I just don't understand how people can't answer their phone. Trey. Hello, Trey. I'm not going. Hello. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. Trey. Oh, I hung up on him. Hell. Well, next, next call. <laughs> this, this this guy this guy loves to talk football. He's an LSU fan, and uh, I'm going to bring him on right quick. I promise you guys, I have a big Rolodex. Seems <laughs> like it. It's kind of scary. Trey, Trey thought that was some kind of job interview calling him from New York or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's rude. I've never called ten people and never got it. God, if I ever need somebody in a crisis, you know. This person cannot be reached at the moment. Please leave a message <laughs> after the tone. After you what leave. is this? That is a new voice. What is her name? I don't know. Let's get her number. Oh, uh, well, hey, since we accidentally hung up on Trey, we'll give him one chance. This is the last call I'll make because nobody wants to talk tonight. But here's what we ought to do on every show. We ought to find some company, restaurant, or something to make a prank call, like Roy D. Mercer. <laughs> Jess, I'm going to get Trey. I'll be fine. Hello? Uh, Hello? Mr. Patterson? Mr. Patterson? <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up? What's up, man? 
Well, I can't help but people laughing in the background, man. What's, go, what's going on, Trey? Well, this is the third time you called, so I kind of figured it out the first time. <laughs> you know, fool me once, shame on me. Well, just your take real quick on the Cubs-Indian series. Is this a must-win for Chicago, number one? Uh, what I Well, I'll tell you, I, I don't know who's going to win. I think the, I, I'd probably favor the Cubs in about six. Um, but I tell you what, I, I'm all about winning against, man. Uh, yeah. let, let, the, let the curse continue. Let those who are <laughs> damned walk the earth for much for a hundred years longer. <laughs> are you, oh my, you were evil. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have family uh, listening, and they're gonna learn to hate Trey now. <laughs> I, I agree with Trey. I don't like the dogs, so right. so they can. Auburn Auburn on the road at Ole Miss this weekend. What are your thoughts? Ole Miss had a players-only team meeting this weekend to discuss getting serious again. What do you take it? What is your take on it? Uh, you know, Ole Miss had a big decommitment. I think they're down to ten commitments uh, for next class, which is a problem. <laughs> I think I think there's some, some internal stuff with Ole Miss going on. Uh, so I think uh, Auburn seems to be trending upwards, and Ole Miss seems to be there seems to be something going on. So. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Gus bus. All right, Florida State at home against Clemson. This is a a game we thought early in the season was gonna be for the ACC championship. It's probably not, but does your boys have a chance to to pull off the upset? You know, I, I feel cautiously optimistic in this game, um, and I don't know why, because on. Uh, a huge part of me also thinks that this is a complete blowout. If you look at Florida State's numbers against, uh, they've faced three top ten quarterbacks according to you know a statistical analysis, uh, and they have. I think the average QBR in those games is about 168, when the average QBR of other quarterbacks they face is about 100. So we're talking about like a 68 point swing when they face these better quarterbacks, which means that you know a quarterback who can read a defense and, and look off a, a primary receiver. Um, and, and go through his reads, doing really, really, really well against Florida State's defense. So I don't, I don't know if I buy into the Florida State's fixed on defense um, because I think the 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 average, you know, you look at quarterback play has been average against Florida State. So Sean Watson is clearly a top ten quarterback. Um, so I, I think this could be could be ugly. Um, so well, I'm making I'm making plans to. Uh, take the kids somewhere just in case put it that way I, I I don't like this game at all well Trey if Louisville gets a win if Louisville could somehow sneak in these playoffs do you think first do you think they can sneak in and if they do do you think they could do some damage because I think they're they're the team that nobody wants to play if they came to it in a 14 playoff right now to me they're they're other than maybe Clemson we'll have to see I think they're the only team that I think would scare Alabama a little bit because um, Alabama is just so good defensively, and especially that defensive line. I think Louisville, with the mobility of their quarterback and the quickness of their receivers, could probably make some plays against Bama like the way Clemson did um, last year in the national championship game. But I'll tell you this, Tarvin, um, I think they, they have a possibility to get in. Um because there's a lot of things. I mean, well, Ohio State losing, that opens the field quite a bit. Um, and, you know, Michigan's still looming for Ohio State. Uh, or Ohio, Ohio State's still looming for Michigan, excuse me. 
So I, I just think um, I think there's a chance, Tarvin. And I think Louisville actually probably a little bit more scary for Alabama based on just the quarterback play alone, uh, who can really actually get away from that defensive line. I mean, what Reed is doing for Alabama defensively is incredible. So who has a better chance to beat Alabama in the regular season, LSU or Auburn? I'll tell you, um, I, I don't. I don't know that I would put an either or to that. I, I think Auburn is going to come down to quarterback play, and I, I still don't buy into Sean White being so mobile back there and sort of um, that skill set. Skill set against Alabama, I think, does not add up well for Auburn. I think Auburn's putting a lot of things together, but Bama's going to put guys in the box, and, and they're really going to hammer Sean White. And if Sean White can't get outside the pocket, which I don't think he can against Alabama, uh, I think that's a real problem for Auburn because, you know, running the football alone isn't going to scare Alabama. They can, they can stop that. Thank you. Thank you. So they need some help. Auburn needs some Absolutely. help at the quarterback position, a change of pace maybe of John Franklin the third, if somebody like that to be able to to beat Alabama to compete with them. I think you're right. Sean White's a mobile enough quarterback at times against certain teams, but I think LSU and Auburn's quarterbacks are problems for, you know, against Alabama. Alabama's going to come in and and just probably beat both of them, but I'm hoping somebody gets them. But anyway, Trey, we just wanted to call and harass you a minute. And, uh, <laughs> no, man, if I didn't have the kids and I was one. working, I'd call in. <laughs> last one, Florida, Georgia. Florida, Georgia. We all think Florida – is going to lose this game to Georgia. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm not seeing why, but we're picking Georgia. Who do you like? You know, I, I think Eason, I, I think he's due for some sort of win this year. And I think Florida really hasn't really proven anything to me. Uh, and they're offensively, I don't think they've proven anything at all. And their defense is pretty good. Um, but I, I think Georgia has a shot here. Um, and I, I think I'm going to go with Georgia as too. I'm leaning that way. I think it's going to be close um, and probably a little bit low scoring, but I think in the fourth quarter, if I had to trust one quarterback, it's actually going to be Eason in this game. Hey, hey, and, and, and last but not least, man, my birthday was yesterday, and you never called, text, wrote, sent a gift, did nothing. <laughs> you know what? Uh, that is actually true. Um, I, I, you know, I here's 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 my explanation, right? No, no, uh, no defense, as they say. Uh, I actually I actually was going to text you in the morning when I knew it was your birthday, and then I totally forgot, oh, um, got sidetracked. And so uh, I have to plead mercy upon the court of Tarvin. Tarvin, I did not – was not a good friend to you yesterday. Well, I turned 40, and it was depressing enough. At least a few friends <laughs> to call and uplift me, you know, would, would be nice. How old, Here, are, you now? How old can, are you now, Trey? 39? Are you 39? I'm, I'm, way, I'm, way, I'm way younger than you, man. Um I actually thought you died. I mean, I thought when you turned 40 that you would. there's no way you'd make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's my defense. I thought, I thought by noon I'd get some sort of a text alert saying that you, you'd either gone missing or, you know, they found you in the car, you know, <laughs> just, just eating, eating graham crackers or something. I don't know. <laughs> so it's called, the, the new show is called Wade in Sports Talk. <laughs> All, All right, right Trey. Well, thanks. thanks for joining us, man. 
All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next time. All right, Trey. Oh, please, buddy. <laughs> Can't even, can't even get a happy birthday, man. Just, <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Brian. You know, you know, I know it pissed some people off because on Facebook I block it where you can't, you can't tell me happy birthday. I, I didn't even allow people to do that, but people would send me private messages. Thank you, everybody, for that. I just didn't want a, a lot of happy. I didn't want a big fuss made over it, but uh, anyway, thank you. So. I'm 40 now. We'll see where it goes. So, so you have to get. I'm trying to get myself out of this downhill now. When you turn, if you turn 40, people don't realize it, but it it is kind of a a big deal. It's like holy crap. I remember when my parents were 40, and I thought they were old. Now I'm 40. I'm about to have a baby, and I'm an old man. What's going on? Oh, your your so, your life's just getting started. You got like another 60 ahead of you. You're fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna live biblical ages. I'm gonna be like 180. It'll be like Brian had 78 children. He, he saw his great great grandchildren live. Go go buy a Camaro and you'll feel a lot better in the morning. I have. I wasn't gonna go buy a. I like a Dodge Charger. My wife said that looks like white trash. So white. If you I like the Dodge Charger. I've, she wants me to get rid of my truck for her son's coming. And uh, I'm like, I'll just put him in the front seat and we'll go. She's like, you can't do that. That's against the law. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. But anyway, I'm not buying it. I've never had kids before. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm not buying a minivan, so you'll know that. It'll never happen. Do it. Right no, you, you say that a, now. If a, no, if I have to ride a bicycle. I'll ride a bicycle. I'm not driving a minivan. I'm not, I'm not turning into that guy. Get you a nice four-door pickup, then, and, and let's, let's let's move it all along. Get you a nice little Colorado. Yeah, I was gonna get me a Titan, uh, the new Titan. Now, what do you think? Oh, I like, those I are like nice. a Nissan Titan. Yeah, those are nice. And Quinn, the election, Quinn, the election's coming now pretty soon. Have you done your early voting, or are you waiting for election day? I'm I'm gonna vote election day. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck. And now Atlanta, I'm gonna try to vote Saturday if I can. This Saturday. When is the election? November eighth. Is that right? Or not? Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, it, yeah. That's actually supposed to be like the coldest day I'm going to see down here for a while. I wonder why. Is hell freezing over or something? I'm confused. <laughs> that night, that night, if you hear Donald Trump's your new president, oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy. Um, Hide anyway. in your house is. Oh my goodness! It is 2008 so what... all over again. What'd you say, Quinn? I said hide in your houses because there's probably going to be riots all over. Yeah. I'm not hiding. Those I just are... wanted to join those riots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't beat oh, them, man. join them, man. You act like you're on their side. You don't get your head bashed in. You know, we completely <laughs> forgot. Are there any other NFL games that, like, we care about this weekend? Like, is He's the Packers and Falcons game? Be good. Eagles Dallas. Falcons Falcons are playing Green Bay. Okay, and 
there's something wrong with Aaron Rodgers, guys. This Green Bay team is not the same. I'm going to lean with Atlanta in this game at home to get the win. I know, Jonathan, you're wanting Atlanta to lose, and I am too, but Green Bay in the Dome, I just don't think they're going to be able to beat Atlanta. Atlanta's got a pretty good team. Um, they've been playing very the, well. Free, Freeman's well, probable. That's big. I mean, I just think the Packers are better. Even though there's clearly something wrong, I think they're better. Um, because Matt Ryan's terrible. Did, did you did you guys yeah. see the bad coaching decisions last week? How awful that – hey, let's How go many? for uh, – uh, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I'm talking about the fourth and one decision. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, the fourth the – four, yeah, those fourth and ones that were just – Hey, let's just run up the middle and get stopped for negative two. Genius. I love it. And I think that that's just how bad they are. Uh, I mean, what about that Cowboys-Eagles game? Do y'all really think that's going to be good? Because I'm smelling Dallas by double digits. Mm, I find this to be an interesting game. But, yeah, I expect Dallas to win, but I, I think it's interesting. Uh, the Eagles have owned Dallas and Dallas, so, but I think Dallas will win. But I just find it interesting. I find they said Atlanta and Green Bay was the game of the week, but I think Dallas and Philadelphia is the game of the week. I thought Tennessee Jacksonville was game of the week, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> the Jets and the Browns. The Jets and the Browns is game of the week. Because right, right oh, now, the Browns, the Browns have a 70% chance to have the number one pick. The Jets are 20%. You're talking about the teams that right now projected to finish 1-2 in the draft order. That's a very important game. Mm-hmm. Here's my uh, upset lock of the – here's my upset special of the week. Take New Orleans at home against Seattle. Seattle sucks, guys. I'm telling you, I'm tired of hearing them. I'm tired of seeing them. I'm tired of seeing Pete Carroll over there with his white head on the sideline. The Saints get them, guys. The Saints get the Seahawks this weekend. Mark it down. Is Russell Wilson hurt? He looks hurt. Yeah, yeah, he he, he's been, been hurt, hurt for a while. Yeah, but I'm going with Cleveland against the Jets. They're going to win. I'm going with uh, the Colts at home against the Chiefs. They're going to win. The Panthers in Arizona, I'm going to pick Arizona. But that Cowboys-Eagles game, um, Eagles with a big win against Denver last weekend, I think Dallas, like Jonathan said, or I'm sorry, against Minnesota, I think Dallas destroyed them. They just look unstoppable right now. Now they have a bye week to get healthy and – We'll see. The Bears are on Monday Night Football, Jonathan. Oh, my God. Again? The Bears Why? On Monday night again. I don't know. Maybe they just – I don't know. Well, the Cutler's probable. Well, the Bear... Cutler wants to play again. Well, well, the Bear... well, well, the Bears do have one of the bigger fan bases. And no, not think... right now. How <laughs> 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 many Bears fans are going to watch that game? Bear fans are really loyal. I, I watch that crap, and I know they're the, they're the worst. They're worse than the Browns, but I still watch because I'm 
I'm loyal to them. I'm not going to watch just because they're terrible. I'll, I'll still watch them. I'm even going to games this year when they play San Francisco. So, oh, see, so you're I mean, going to see them play a crap team, so they have a chance. <laughs> yeah. At least you right. got a chance so, to win. So you're saying there's a chance. Five tickets. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber, base hit in the center. Anthony Rizzo is going to come around the score. Cubs are up 2 nothing in the third inning. Well, guys, I've got a roll. Thank you all for having some fun tonight. Nobody answered the phone but Trey, and it took three times <laughs> for him. So so think about some people you'd like to prank, and for the next show we'll go prank them. How about that? Oh, man, this is going to be too much fun. Or, or we could call a restaurant or something and say, Hey, you know, I just hate your – I'm puking my guts out because I just hate your food. <laughs> I need you to pay – and I need you to pay the – I need you to or, or call a bar and say, you just served, served my 16-year-old son alcohol and he just got a DUI. What are y'all going to do about it? We're going to come right <laughs> up there. <laughs> oh, no. Call, call, call a strip club and say – Call the strip club and say I left my I lost my wedding band up there. We need to find it. Uh, somebody stole it. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, instead of a sports show, we'll do a we'll do a prank call show. We'll get popular real quick. <laughs> Oh man! Probably, probably be in jail. Probably be in jail. Probably be in jail before we get popular. Uh, I don't know. Howard Stern's been on the radio for a long time doing it. Does he prank call people? Um, yeah. I mean, I know he has. I don't know if he still does. I, I'm surprised he's still alive. Well, no. Well, guys, we'll see you Sunday night. Thanks for joining us. Everybody have a great week, and I think Cubs are up two nothing, right? Yes, sir. Two nothing. Third inning. Well, all right, guys. Take care. Have a blessed week. We'll talk to you soon. All yep. right, Brian.